It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. Although it was quite lengthy on Friday. Hey, what do you say? A couple minutes after 5 o'clock. Usually we head down the Jersey Shore. We say good morning to Al Dukes, but he's lazy and tired. He did five hours this past Friday. Needed some time off, so he will rejoin us tomorrow. So instead, we go down the Long Island Shore to some place called Yafank, and we say good morning to Greg Giannotti. Greg, how are you, sir? What's up, Jerry? How did Friday go? I heard rave reviews from everybody. I even uh, caught about an hour or so of the show. I thought it was great. But uh, did Al at any point putter out as you guys approached no. 10 o'clock? No. I'm, I, the show went exactly like I thought when I said to you guys on Thursday. I think Al will be pleasantly surprised that this will go by in a breeze. And it was. I mean, it, at one point I looked up and... Uh, I was in studio, which I got to tell you was a pleasure. You know, it's funny. You, you miss something. You don't realize it until you go back. Yeah, um, right. It was kind of neat to get up and go through the routine again and drive in. There was no traffic and found a spot nicely. It was no mm-hmm. one in Manhattan, although the construction outside the building is still a disaster, but whatever. Um, and it was neat being there. It was just me and Flegelman and a couple of other people from the network side, and it was very comfortable. And I looked up at one point, and I said to Al, I said, do you realize it's like 5 to 9? Like, we've been doing this for four hours, and even, yeah, I can see I'm on the screen and, uh, screen and everything, and he was like, yeah, you know what, you were right, pretty quick. So it was good, man. I actually enjoyed it a lot, so it was, it was, yeah. it was a very cool morning. You can always get through one show. That's, that's yes. what I've always said before. The, the one show you can always get through, there's a big buildup. It, it just starts moving. It's a novelty. Uh, people were calling up. Everybody was excited for it. You know, even if you, you have a late night the night before, there's a short turnaround. There's times we've done draft shows till midnight the night before or the Super Bowl where you get no sleep whatsoever and you might be drinking and then you show up and you do that, that four hours and you guys did five hours. You can always get through the one show. It's the, you know, it's the five, six days straight for five yeah. months where you finally, you finally get a little bit tired. But no, it was, it was great. I wonder now, now here's the real question. So we, we've seen, you know, lots of fill-ins over the years. You know, I even filled in many years ago when you guys were off and I'd come in, take vacation from my uh, show in Pittsburgh to come to New York to, to work as well. Will this now be the permanent fill-in? for Boomer and me when we're both off at the same time when that happens throughout the year? Is this going to be the thing? I don't know the answer to that. You would have to refer to your boss on that one, Mark Chernoff. I don't know. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, we had um, some sports hiccups, if you will, uh, along the way. (laughs) Uh, No. do Do you remember Thursday we were talking about, and we were all talking about it, so I was not, I don't want anybody to think I was trying to make Al look silly. I was not. Sometimes we have fun with him, but in this case, I wasn't. On Thursday, you, me, Boomer, 
and Al and even right. Flegelman jumped in on the whole Jacques Vaughn creating new words. Remember that? The new phrase? Yeah, of course. I, I did okay. see this, and this ended up being moment of the day, which is yes. hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah. so I brought it up because I was trying to remember if it was Jacques Vaughn or not that had the phrase because Lepresti brought up another one from someone else that was like, we're making words up now, you know. A little. <laughs> and so Al's like, who's this? I said, Jacques Vaughn, we had, you were part of this conversation yesterday. The look on his face, so I gave him that multiple choice. So that was a little bit of a hiccup um, that I think might concern Mark a little bit. <laughs> um, but that's up to him. I had a blast doing it. I will say this. To, wow, I sound like Boomer. Oh, my God. Um, to your point, I remember way back in the day when I was a full-time anchor with Joe overnights, and I was filling in just here and there, a shift once in a while uh, as a host. And then Joe took a full week off. And I remember I got the email from, I don't remember if it was Eric or Mark, but one of them said, we'd like you to fill in the whole week. Are you good to do Sunday night through Thursday night? And I remember how excited I was on Sunday night going, I'm like, I got the whole week. This is awesome. Like, it's Joe's show, but I get to do what I want, interview who I want, and do this and that. And Monday was amazing. I mean, I had so much fun Monday. The show felt like five minutes. Tuesday was uh, was okay. Hmm. By Wednesday, I said, oh, my God, it's only Wednesday. And then I got to Thursday. I said, hey, we got to do this two more times. And then I got to the Friday <laughs> show. I said, thank God it's Friday. Like, this is a grind every day. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. Once in a while is, is a lot of fun, and Friday was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's, there's been a couple instances of that where you get the word that you're going to do the, the full week, but – the, the two times that I remember that that was going to happen was when, like, jobs were on the line for me. Not, like, on the line, like, I would lose it, but I could get a promotion. Sure. The first was six months in at 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. I was put with the morning show for one day because they were having their issues and whatever. So they, they, they put me in there. One of the guys takes off, God knows why, for a week, six months after the radio station Oof. launched. I'm like, what are you, nuts? But anyway, uh, he did. Uh, so they put me in one day, and we had like the, the best time that day. And I remember my program director walking around on the phone for like an hour talking to God knows who in the sky at CBS Radio, you know, whatever. It was probably Olive. I don't know who it was. And then he, he comes up to me at like 9.55. He goes, uh, tell everybody you're going to be in the whole week. And I was like, okay, that's a good sign. Cool. And the other time was with Boomer. But that was the different, that, that was the different trajectory from what you were talking about where the first show that me and him did together was probably the worst show I ever did in my life uh, because it was just so awkward and so weird, and the topics were just, you know, it was the Colin Kaepernick day, and it was just sure. it was horrible, right? It was just the worst day to possibly do a show, but I'm actually looking back, and I'm glad that that happened because then every day got better and better and better and better, and then by the end of the week, we felt uh, comfortable with one another, at least to the point where we could continue to do some other shows, but... But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a different world. If you've never done it, like for Al, I mean, the one show he's probably like, oh, I could probably do this every day, and then you start doing it every day. And you're like, wow, this is a little bit exhausting. And that's one of the things I, I try to I try to explain to people in my life, but they'll never fully get it, and I get why they won't get it. But like, the commute cuts down a lot of the day for me, for sure. But it's yeah. still, I mean, I'm we're still doing something here in the morning. It's not like I'm just walking in here, sitting down and doing absolutely nothing. There's a lot harder jobs and there's a lot, there's manual labor out there and everything else, but it still is something. I'm not putting my feet up here and uh, drinking a pina colada while we do uh, four hours of radio. There's, there's some, uh, you know, mental exercises that go into this thing sure. every day to be able to do it properly. 
And it can be monotonous when the yeah. topics are the same day after day after uh. day, and you're trying to figure out different ways to say the same thing. Uh. So that's why uh. the one that that was why the one off I thought was uh, was a lot of fun, and it was you know it wasn't it really wasn't a lot of sports. I mean, we kind of just talked about whatever came to mind, and you know certain topics that were in the papers and stuff like that. But um, it was good. I actually enjoyed it. It went really quick for five hours. Uh, it was a very quick morning, and you know Lepresti was a big part of that too, and Mike as well. So. Um, yeah. Uh, very much did enjoy it. I got. I got to ask you though, because sure. I, was th- I was thinking about this over the weekend. You you had to have been on your boat all weekend, correct? Uh, well, not the whole weekend. I, I went Thursday and I went yesterday because uh, Friday was my mom's seventy fourth birthday. So oh, happy we birthday. spent the we thank you. We spent the we spent the day uh, with my parents. Excuse me, as I'm burping, and I could do that in the warm up show. I feel like. Uh, well, as opposed show. to when, I'm, when I when I then the camera's not on me yet, um, and then uh, I didn't want to go out on Fourth of July because all the maniacs out there it was a beautiful day, but I don't want to bring my wife and daughter out there with a bunch of drunken crazy people that are flying around. So uh, I did go out a little bit yesterday, though. But yeah, two out of the four days from Thursday to Sunday, I was out there. All right, so you weren't out on the fourth, but you were out in and around the fourth. Yeah, explain to me what, just so I'm clear on this: fireworks are illegal, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yep. Have you yep. seen the videos across this country from Fourth of? I mean, I can tell you just in my neighborhood, it looked like the Macy's display. I've never seen the amount of fireworks, and I don't even mean spar. I mean fireworks that get shot up into oh, the yeah. air and then, you know, like you're at Disney World at uh, 10 p.m. when the park's going to close when they do that whole thing. And they they even have the I think it was CBS in Los Angeles. They had the helicopter fly by through the city. <laughs> that video is unreal. Yeah, it is unbelievable what's been going on for literally the last week, but specifically the fourth. I, it is amazing to me. And this is the thing I don't get too. If I go to Pennsylvania and buy fireworks, I'm allowed to just drive into New Jersey with them. See, I don't really know the rules on that. I have a couple of friends that do. I mean, I guess if they got pulled over and they saw that there were fireworks there, they might confiscate them and give them some sort of summons of some sort. But, I mean, that normally doesn't happen. And I also thought, because I lived in Pennsylvania for a number of years, and I think that, like, you're allowed to buy them there, but the silly law is like, but you can't officially shoot them off. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, you can, you're allowed to buy fireworks, but really it's sort of illegal if you shoot them off. I think that is the law because i remember laughing at that but yeah i mean it's nuts (laughs) (laughs) nothing i mean it's so stupid but i mean i think uh, what happened was all these fireworks shows got canceled people love fireworks they went there's plenty of places to buy them from and they did makeshift shows i mean one of my neighbors i don't know who it was i was about to get in my car to find out not because i was angry because i I have this thing with gina every year when this happens because she can't stand it you're like, I can't believe this. It's so loud. I'm like, it's it's really one day a year. It's now turned into like five. Yes. And people be blowing them off for the last. But it's it's really the 4th of July is really the one where everybody's just going completely ape with these fireworks. And uh, she's just, I can't believe it's so loud. Was not going to stop? I'm like, it, it just, it's 4th of July. It's just, you, you deal with it for a day. You put on that sound machine. We got a million of these sound machines now, these white noise sound machines for Sabrina and everything else. You don't even hear it, and you deal with it. You look out the window if you want to see it, and then, and then it's over. But, yeah, the amount this year was triple uh, what I can remember in the past because people are fiending for fireworks. People, Americans love fireworks, man. They can't go without it. And I and I don't mind it. They they don't bother me. But like my car, 
yesterday morning when I got up to go out, uh, probably eight o'clock in the nine o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, the res the firework residue that was on my car, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, the thing needs, and clearly my car got hit by one because I got the black smoked out charcoal looking uh, area on the back part of the window. Like, okay, well this got hit somewhere, uh, but it was nuts. And did you see in San Diego? Did you see that to see what the city did there? No, I I did not. They um they all made a little mistake. Instead of setting off the display where they would go in sequence, uh, they all shot off at the same time, and it was over in sixty seconds, and it looked like a war. <laughs> no, I missed it, man. I, I you know me, man. I get the more than two days off in a row. I completely like unplug and didn't even look at like any sort of news whatsoever. Yeah, no, I hear of- you. Outside of the the sports that I had to that was getting alerts on my phone with the Mets and Yankees and who's testing positive and everything else, I would um, take but... two minutes and Google it though. It's something to see. <laughs> That's unbelievable. You know, there was a couple years back we were neighbors with or were with these two elderly doctors, and they were very quiet. And we never really saw them after we moved in, and they just lived their life. Like sometimes you'd see them get the mail, and that was it. And they moved out, and they sold their house to these people that were having parties over there every single day. Like, it would mm. be, like, snowing outside. They'd have yeah. 50 people over on a Sunday. I'm like, these people are maniacs. Mm. So the first 4th of July that they were in there, I mean, they shot off fireworks for an hour and a half straight. And then, I, you know, I, I went outside, and it was, it was post-apocalyptic in my driveway. And I remember being a little bit pissed about that. But then they, they, they haven't done it since. So I don't know if they got complaints or whatever. And then I found out, and they're doing construction on the house. Listen to this. That, that they bought that house. The, the father bought the house. And I haven't even met these people yet. But the father bought the house for his son and his son's fiance to move into as, like, their first home. Right. And then uh, they uh, broke up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the house has just been sitting there so unoccupied. So the son did move in? No, nobody moved in, and they're just doing work on it now. I guess maybe they're going to flip it or whatever. But, yeah, it's just been sitting there, and they've been doing stuff, like, slowly and gradually. But then I finally got the story. I was like, I I thought that, like, 70 people moved into this house, and it was just, like, some sort of crazy party house. Then it was dormant for two years straight, and now they're doing work on it. And then I found out that story. I mean, that is that is tough. I would have like me as a dad. I would be like, "Listen, you sure you can't work this thing out? No I kidding. just bought this bought this friggin' house for you guys, and you're telling me you got the irreconcilable differences at this point? Like, or how about we wait till they get married before you give them the house? Yeah, right. right exactly. Oh yeah, you got you got to wait. I know you can't just uh, count on that engagement to uh, to make sure that uh, things are going to be going smoothly. But well, yeah, you I, know what? He's got he's got to be either a, a, a rental property or now he can flip it and make some money. Perhaps who knows? Yeah, the people who, that do that, man, I tell you, I the, the, I am so jealous of that stuff. We've talked about this, me and you, and done shows together. Like people who can just walk into a house and just flip it, yeah. turn it into something like legitimate, and then and then sell it. It's like I, I mean, it seems like it's. Just just a whole set of skills that I will never. Well, I know I'm never going to be able to do that. Like I can't well, even assemble outdoor furniture. Must have to flip a house for crying. I out have a guy down here that I don't. I mean, I know him, but I don't. I'm, he's not my friend or anything. But um, through mutual friends, I've been in his company a few times, and he's one of these guys where he's got hands of gold, and he's just really good at what he does. And it's not even he's not a contractor by trade. Uh, he actually owns his own business. I think he's an account. I think he owns his own accounting firm, but. 
growing up, his father was very handy, and he would do odd jobs uh, with different contractors. And he just learned a lot. And he took a shot with, you know, not an expensive property, but something that was, uh, if I was going to make a guess, probably in the $175,000 range, something like that. So it wasn't a monster property. It was something he could handle. And he turned it around and sold it in like four days. And though it took him probably five months to get it to where he wanted all the permits and everything that had to get done, he made a good amount of money on his first one, so much so that I think he gave up the accounting firm. I want to say, what's this, 2020, probably two years ago. And it's all he does. And he does a really good job with it. And, you know, he's not a kind, like I said, he's not a contractor by trade, but he just learned by doing it over and over and over again. And when he runs into an issue that he doesn't know, He's met so many people in different circles of construction. So if he needs an electrician to come in for something he can't handle, he's got a friend of his that comes in, charges him a nominal rate, nothing crazy. They get it done, and they move on. And he really does a good job with it. I'm with you. That, to me, would be, especially when you go through what we've gone through now for the last four months, to know you've got something like that to fall back on, tremendous. Yeah, right, right, of course. Because I always think about that. Like, like what other skill do I have? I have none. At this point, like, None. okay, like I used to play some music. There's no way I could make any money doing that right now. Just absolutely no shot. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I could, I could draw, I could be a ferry captain. Like, I, that's probably what All right. I could do. But that, uh, that's probably it uh, at that point uh, as far as uh, skills go. I, I swear, like, you're, you're born with those types of things. Like, everybody can learn something to a degree, but I believe that there's, there's handy people and there's not handy people. You know, just like with, like, there's musical people, there's not musical people. Now, you either pursue those things or not, but, like, there's just people that have it in their blood and there's people who do not. And the ones who have it in their blood, it's a lot easier for them to learn those things, even though we all could learn it. But there's some people that just, I mean, I remember I knew a kid. Yeah, I, there was a kid 10 years old and who had a rebuild an outboard engine for a boat and i was like this is just crazy like his dad told him a couple things but he just it just came naturally to him i am not one of those people and then there was that 12 year old surgeon uh what was it dr hauser yeah oh yeah. so it's people like that Do- yeah doogie hauser <laughs> one of the one of the great theme songs of all time for a tv show i play that sometimes in my car 20 after 5, we're just getting started. It's the warm-up show today. Greg gets the five-hour party. We'll take a break. We'll be right back, and it's Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. Al and Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. All right, 25 after 5 on a Monday. we got a new week started here. The warm-up show, Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. G in for Al, who is out today, a little summer day off. How about this one? So on Friday, and and we've done this in the past few weeks where we've talked about all the ridiculous things that have happened in the year 2020, which is one that I think we'd like to just kind of get through and start over if we can in January. So uh, we even had Mike do the list of things that have happened this year. Mm. Ending with the comet that was, uh, or the asteroid that was, although not going to hit Earth, was coming towards Earth with that ridiculous headline. New one this morning, and... I almost wonder if it's just like fear-mongering now, but, I mean, you read it, and it's like, I mean, come on. A case of bubonic plague is reported in China's inner Mongolia. No. Now, yes. Now, a bubonic as... plague? <laughs> Didn't that happen in, like, 1300? Now, they say it's treatable, so it's not. it won't become a pandemic or anything like that, and it is a person-to-person disease. But, yes, they believe that there is a case of bubonic plague now on Earth. I mean, come on. I mean, honestly, what's there next? Are, there are plague outbreaks every year. It's uh, it's not dead. It never went away. But it, like Jerry said, it's controllable and treatable. 
Wow. <laughs> I never knew that the plague was still around. I did not either. <laughs> I didn't. People either. still get polio too. That I believe has been eradicated, but it does exist in labs. Wow. But well, why would you keep it around in a lab? Honestly, if you, if you want it to be totally eradicated, don't you totally eradicate it as opposed to having something in a lab and then some psycho can put it back out there? Like, well, I guess there's a vaccine, so weapons. That's it. Weaponized. That's that's why they keep a lot of smallpox. Same thing. Oh God, I can't even take it anymore. I saw some other pig virus out of China that could have. Yes, another uh, strain of the swine flu. (laughs) Great, awesome. Another another pig virus out there. Just what we need (laughs) on top of everything else. Little sprinkle on top of your Sunday. Yeah, another pig virus for you. It Um, is. It's bizarre. It really is bizarre. Like every, it seems like every week something else happens. And maybe in the past this has happened, and we just weren't paying attention, but we're so sensitive to it now but I, every time I open up whether it is the newspaper Twitter social it doesn't matter it's like what what next like what are we doing what next remember when we talked about in the very early portion of this how we were not going to take things for granted and the little things yes. wouldn't bother us and all of that well uh, for the first time and I did a pretty decent job of that for uh, some months but uh, for the first time I got I got caught up in something very very silly Uh, yesterday actually was over the entire weekend that this whole thing played out and I ended up getting you know bickering with my wife over the dumbest thing in the world and I had to catch myself and be like this is the dumbest thing in the world we're bickering over all right so there is something called my cookie dealer have you heard about this at all I have not so it's this thing that has exploded it's a baker in the city who makes these half pound cookies that she releases at certain times and people freak out and then you got to like know when she releases them and order them in the first 10 minutes or they're all gone, right? So I saw a couple people on my Instagram feed getting these things and they look tremendous and it's just the whole like chase of it got me interested, right? So they're half pound. You got to order 10 at a time. It, it ends up being expensive, like with shipping and everything. I think I paid like 80 bucks for 10 cookies, which is insanity, right? Oh, my God. So so I so I, I see these cookies, and I, I get them, and I'm all excited. And, and I finally got, like, uh, 10 of them. I wanted 20, but I, 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 the time ran out, and I was all into this thing. And I'm like, I'll be here for 4th of July weekend. We'll have some people over for a barbecue. I'll we'll have these cookies. It'll be, like, the, such a special thing with these cookies, right? So then I get an email, like, you have been selected for hand delivery with the cookies. Only a few people, few locals get the hand delivery. And, like, someone showed up, you know, from the place with the cookies. And I'm like, Gina, the cookies are here. I am so excited about these damn cookies, right? So I open it up. They've got instructions on them and everything. And I say, all right, let's, let's split one because it says on here, best consumed upon delivery. Let's have one now. And she goes, ah, I'm really not in the mood. I said, what? What do you mean you're not in the mood? I said, I've seen you eat the ice cream and sweets at all times during the day. What do you mean you're not in the mood? I just I paid $80 on these. I'm, I'm not in the mood. I'll have one later. Okay. All right, fine. You'll have one later. All right. So then the next day comes around. We have some people over. And I put like four of them in the oven. I come out like a proud father, like I had baked these things myself. You know, look at what I did. I was able to go out like it's almost I felt like a like a caveman who went out and provided something for his family, you know, like went out and like killed a woolly mammoth and dragged it back to the cave. You know, that's the way I felt with these cookies. I was like, look, I got these cookies for us. I was able to, to be one of the first people here are these cookies. So my friends are eating them, whatever. And Gina's like, ah, I, uh, I'm not in the mood for the cookies. Wow. I'm like, what? this is two days in a row. 
was like, well, well, what's the deal? She's like, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me. I was like, you haven't even tried the thing. Can you try the thing? So I was like personally offended by her not eating the cookies. And then yesterday was the, the, the straw that, that broke the camel's back with the cookies, right? So I had three more left and had my parents over and I had uh, my mother-in-law over. Well, she never leaves really, but she's, <laughs> she was over. And, uh, <laughs> and I... I put the cookies in the oven, you know, three more, and I'm excited to show them. Now, well, just, mine, so, just so I'm, I understand, you're saying you're putting them in the oven. Are they are they dough that's created for no, you? No, no, You just they're, need to cook them, or they need to no, be no, just no. warmed? They're, they're warmed up. They're already okay. done, but they say they're warmed up, and there's, like, stuff inside of them. Like, this had, like, chocolate ganache and some sort of uh, marshmallow fluff inside, and it warms up, and then, like, you break it apart, and it's Got gooey. It. You know? I'll send you a picture. So, all right. So my, my mother-in-law is the, the sweet queen of the world, all right? <laughs> I caught her garage eating a donut that she had in her purse the other day, all right? She has, she has gone and gotten ice cream birthday cakes, like ice cream cakes for her, for her birthday, not on her birthday. Just goes there, gets the happy birthday Louise on it, brings it home and eats it when it's not her birthday. <laughs> I'm That's telling funny. you, she loves sweets, and a lot of people do. It's fine, right? So I bring these cookies out. She had not been over the last couple times I had warmed the cookies up for people. So I bring them out, and I go, here, Louise, would you like a half of the cookie? Would you like a whole cookie? I know it's a big cookie. She's like, you know, I'm not in the mood for the cookie. <laughs> I, went, I said, what? This is the one time in your life you are not going to eat something sweet? What the hell is with you two? I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I started, like, losing my mind. I said, is it something, like, because I went and got these cookies? It was your idea. I mean, that's what it felt like. Yeah. And then I'm, and then I'm catching myself, and I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't be taking this so personally. It's not me. It's the cookie. They're not interested in the cookie. But I just I just couldn't. When she, when the mother-in-law said she didn't want the cookie, I was like, this is there's something going on here. There's got to be something. They're conspiring against me. These you days. might have talked too much. You might have talked it up too much in the way you get to the point where, eh, we're good. You've been <laughs> married too long. We had this, I had this conversation with friends the other day. You know, you get to a point where you just annoy each other once in a while. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter what you do or what she does. You're just going to be like, Mom, I'm good. Thanks. You can keep your cookies. I'll go get the chips ahoy. Thanks. Yeah. That, I mean, it I've, doesn't shock me. You know, it's just, it's marriage. Whatever. Yeah. I've, I've, I've spite not eating eating something that they've made because I've asked for something else or whatever. Right. Like, like I've done that. Or I'm like, I could per, I could very easily eat this thing, but I'm going to prove to you how annoyed I am by Now, is there it. a side story you're not telling me? Like, they wanted, instead this weekend, no. they wanted cannolis, and you ended Ab- up getting these cookies. Absolutely not. No, hmm. absolutely not. No, the only, the only side story was that there were a couple other flavors that we wanted that we couldn't get that they were sold out, but I got But that's one not of your them. fault. No, no, but no, it was just, and, and, and she didn't, Louise didn't know the story behind him really at all. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think I'll have a cookie. I'm like, <laughs> meanwhile, you got like, like, you got a, a purse made out of Entenmann's. <laughs> That's, what a great image, <laughs> taking a donut out of your pocketbook in the garage <laughs> yep. and getting your own birthday cake when it's not your birthday. <laughs> With these cookies, no way. No way. Not interested in that whatsoever. I, I have never heard of this deal. Are they out of Manhattan? Yeah, yeah, they are. So there's like hundreds of thousands of followers that they have, and it's uh, it's crazy. And like it's a whole – it's just like a whole thing 
um, about like the chase of it, and people get get really into it, and then I got really into it, and I was excited about it. And I guess I just wanted—I don't know—I wanted someone to share in the excitement with me of like, wow, I was one of the people to get these cookies today. Wasn't like, that I, good? Yeah, it was good. I didn't get the the flavor I really wanted though. There was a, okay. there was a, there was a rainbow cookie one where you broke it open. There was a rainbow cookie inside the bigger cookie, and it was like red, white, and blue for Fourth of July. And I really wanted that one, but apparently the rest of the world really wanted that one too. Yeah, and, uh, all the week. It, it, yeah, so I just I, I didn't get that one. So the whole time I was thinking this is good, but man, that other one would have been even better. It, uh, but no, it's it's funny, Alan. I always talk about this, and you, it, what you're talking about is exactly the discussion. It's amazing to us what companies businesses fly by night you know ideas hit so big like this is no disrespect i haven't had your cookie it's a cookie at the end of the day sure like why like the soup nazi on seinfeld it was soup and i know it was a tv show but the things like that do exist where people just have to get in i remember when chipotle opened in 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 our town or Mm. a town over or whatever you would have thought the food was made of gold and people were going to go hoard it because the line wrapped around the building. Now, I've been there. It's good. I'm not waiting online 45 minutes for anything, though. Sure, and it's amazing right. how certain things just hit. And it's just like, wow. And, like, yeah, I mean, you're sitting there. You're losing your mind. You get divorced over these cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. That's, it's nuts. It really yeah. is. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I know. I think that the, the reason why this is so popular is it's the fact it's supply and demand. And they do such a great job on their social media of showing these things and how big they are. And then the fact that, like, you, all right, we're dropping today at noon. And if you're not a part of it, you know, like, it, that's what sucked me in was the fact that, like, I needed to have it because it was only X amount of it. And then it was gone. And I'll never have an opportunity to get it again. Like, that type of thing I totally was into. And then the whole delivery process and, oh, it's going to be hand delivered. It's just they, they, they've done a really good job of making it seem like it's something that's more than a cookie when it really is just a cookie it's a cookie well it's, it's also like we watch you know i watch shark tank every night now I, I al got me hooked on the show and i can't stop watching it and eventually i'm going to run out of episodes to watch um and it's like you'll see these these two women will come in and they've got this this ice cream store where they do okay and obviously it's good ice cream but then they go on shark tank and they can't handle all the orders it's like, why so interested in this ice cream? Because it was on TV. And then all of a sudden, the business just explodes when, in fact, it was the same business just prior. <laughs> but bam, it just takes off, and they become the new Carvel. It really, it's, it, the whole thing is fascinating to me. You, you almost wonder, is it marketing or is it the quality of the product? And I guess it's probably a combination of the two. Oh, it's but definitely man. both. Yeah, I mean, like with, with restaurants, too. I mean, it's... You know, it's it's about the food. It starts there, but, you know, you have to have the right people knowing about it. And uh, word of mouth is one thing. And then you just it sort of just spreads like this. This I found out because there was a couple of people uh, that uh, we work with. I believe it was uh, Bogish and Marash had had gotten these cookies and they, they put it up on Instagram. And I was like, these guys, this looks unbelievable. So then I had to do it. Um, so it's just it's just the spreading of it via social media. I mean, that's the, the viral sense of this thing is really what what made it spread. But you're right. I mean, it's like it's there's probably 50 better cookies out there. There were 50,000 better cookies out there. But they they hit they struck the chord at the right time with the right strategy. And look, this person's probably a millionaire right now. And they hooked you. 537 on the fan coming up six o'clock. It is Boomer and Geo. Greg in for. 
for Al this morning for another 25 minutes. And then guess what? He's in for himself. Boomer and Geo at 6. Don't go away. Al and Jerry now offering contact-free delivery. All right, 20 in front of 6. G is in for Al, who is off. And then uh, Boomer and Geo at 6. Um, so you had an issue with your wife with the cookie. Uh, I am going to have an issue with my wife when she wakes up because I'd like to go back about 25 minutes ago or so and talk about the uh, wonderful fireworks in San Diego only to find out and thank you on Twitter for telling me that that was 2012, the video she showed me last night before I went to bed. (laughs) Yeah, that happens a lot. I mean, mean, come on. It's a long time ago. We're talking eight years, but that does happen a lot with the Internet where you haven't seen something, you think that it's new. I mean, it, I, I get uh, articles sent to me all the time from like five years ago, and I'm like, yeah, you might want to check the date on this. Uh, That's annoying. This, this happened a long time ago. I mean, come uh, on. And by the way, thank you for the video. I saw the cookie. It looks more like a pastry more than it is a cookie. I think it's huge. It is. It's a half pound. Each one of those cookies is a half pound cookie. That's how uh, that's how crazy uh, these things are, and I think that's why they're so expensive. Because yeah, I mean it's more than just your uh, your average run of the. Well, I would say this: when you said eight dollars a cookie, I thought you were off your rocker. But now that I see what they are, I mean, just and for people's to, to imagine it, the cookie is probably bigger than the size of his hand and quite thick. And then when you open it up, the thing's stuffed with food or stuffed with uh, whatever marshmallows chocolate whatever the hell you have in it so I, it makes sense now for eight dollars a half pound cookie it's more than a cookie yeah i will uh, i will tweet out that uh, picture next break you know i uh i talked to eddie and i actually enjoy hearing other people's vacation stories like eddie yeah. wants your vacation to be miserable he wants you to go into your vacation miserable like his his classic line is oh just think n- your vacation already started and is almost over right yes. exactly that that that's what he wanted to do it doesn't he, get it any a- better than right now yeah which is like the feeling that you have <laughs> when you're, you're heading into out the door right right and, and eddie would do this there was a reason why he also didn't love when people took vacation when he was doing the schedule so that was a part of it as well so he'd want you to think like that and be like well i guess these vacations really aren't as special as i thought they were um as eddie is right and now i'm not going to take as much vacation um but I, I am the opposite of that i like to hear when people have time off and enjoy themselves and when eddie was off i had this vision as i shared with you on the air that he had gone to a remote bed and breakfast somewhere uh, near Maine, and he was very limited to human interaction. He would come down the steps with his dogs, and he would head out into the mountains, and he would he would grab a cup of coffee on his way, and he would hike. And I just thought he would have this wonderful time off. Because remember, he took the Friday before off, and then the entire week, and I was thinking, yeah. oh, he's going to have a great time. So I was excited. It's the only thing I wanted to know this morning from Eddie was, how was your time off? So... I uh, I asked him, and it sounded miserable. <laughs> Every bit of it sounded miserable, and I felt terrible for Where'd him. Where'd he I go? Also, I, nowhere. He didn't go anywhere. And See, I, I don't I get that. I kind of felt, well, because this is sort of a pandemic situation for him and everybody else, so I kind of, he explained that a little bit. Um, but then he also had a coronavirus scare in there as well, and I, I thought, oh, that's no. a, maybe this is karma. Maybe this is karma with all those times you told us that our vacation was going to suck, basically, that it came around and got you this time, Eddie. It did. Yep. A little, little bit of a corona scare. For you or for someone in your family? No. Well, uh, you know how we, we uh, I do the wine bottling every year? Yes. So we had to, there was debate about if it was going to happen, were they going to do it, blah, blah, blah. So they decided to allow five people in. All good. Masks, the whole thing. We bottle the wine. This is Sunday, the first Sunday. And then we get home, get an email from one of the people at the bottle, like, yeah, I'm sick. I oh just, boy. I went and got tested. So we were going to go see uh, her sisters, 
down in the D.C. area, which, you know, I figured that wasn't ever going to really happen because her sisters are, are quite paranoid. So, but as it turned out, then we were uh, under a possible uh, COVID uh, quarantine, so we had actually self-quarantined for the bulk of my week off in the house. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we got the news Saturday that the test was negative, so... Oh, so you got tested or those people got tested negative? The, the person who got sick got, got tested, and uh, I think he uh, he must have gone to uh, lowbidcovidtesting.com because uh, <laughs> it, it took five freaking days. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, most yeah, of them yeah. are the next day. I know. I'm like, what the hell? And that whole time you're probably thinking any little thing that you were feeling, it was probably in your head, right? No, absolutely not. No? No. I'm uh, I'm not uh, COVID. I'm not in the COVID schmovid camp, but I am not like living my life in fear and... Mm-hmm. You know. No, no, no. But there's a difference, though. I'm not saying live your life in fear, but you were around somebody who had a fever, who thought that they were sick and it was possible coronavirus. I mean, you being like if you had coughed or something or you felt you woke up, you felt a little bit different. You'd be like, oh, God, here we go. Like that's I think it's a little bit different when you're around somebody who thought they were sick and got tested than living your entire life in fear. You know? Yeah, no, actually, I didn't. It didn't even come into my head at all. I, I told uh, David, uh, who makes the schedule and uh, HR, of course, just in case to make arrangements but uh turned out that it was uh all okay man i'm surprised you didn't go to new hampshire i I know what you're saying about the pandemic and all that i wanted to and if it was up to me but you know how marriage is so there you go did you think about just going on your going on your own did you just think about saying screw this i'm just gonna go by myself me and and the dogs see ya yeah no seriously did you no no that would not have uh gone over well yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's you know checks and balances. I guess yep. pros and cons, right? I I, mean. I I played golf on was it Saturday? I guess it was, and I I said to my one friend at the time, I said, you know, if I I wonder if I was single, and I, and I have not played much in the last, I guess the last six years. I went I went four straight years without playing at all because of my back, and so this year I've gotten out a little bit and I've felt okay and it's been good. And I was on like this was the sixteenth hole. I said, God, if I was single. I think I would just loop back around again. Like I just I was having a blast. Like why not keep playing? And I always wonder like how different life would be if we didn't choose that path. You yeah. know, obviously life is completely different and, and from every movement you make, but it is it's an interesting question. Like Eddie could have been in New Hampshire with his dogs. Yeah, I would have we been I would have been a mess. If if I were the single in the summertime, like I would I would, all I it would not be healthy. Because I'd be over, I'd be drinking in all the places at Fire Island every day. You'd go to that I, COVID party in uh, Tuscaloosa. About, <laughs> well, how about the COVID party in Fire Island? I saw people tweeting you about that this weekend. Uh, yeah, that was over at the Pines, right? That was uh, that that was not a uh, a great scene with that many people uh walking no. around there. That was not not good at all, um, but uh, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I figured we'd see some of that uh, around this on Fourth of July. I mean, we talked about that with Memorial Day weekend; it was going to happen Fourth of July as well. But uh, hopefully, just you know, New York's been in a good spot for a long time. There wasn't even a spike after the protests, so I'm just hoping that. Isn't that remarkable right how what's going on around the country and the numbers in New York and New Jersey continue to go down? Yeah, I mean, we went through hell worse than I know that. anybody else, and our death rate is, and not to get into this, but is that percentage-wise is worse than any of these other states as well still. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, right now uh, we are, like, leading the pack as far as keeping it under control, and I just I just hope, for the love of God, it stays there Although uh, I, until I we get hear, a vaccine. Uh, I, I heard Hoboken is a little bit concerned because uh, 
you know, they have a very, it's, you know, a very small city. I think it's like, what, two square miles or some really ridiculous thing. But uh, a bunch of people had gone to Florida and came back, oh. and now they're they're worried about a, a, a an outbreak there. Yeah, that's a shame because that I saw on I guess it was CBS on Friday morning. They put up the uh, the map of the country and you know the states that have it under control and are in the path to actually containing it. And there were only three states that were showing green. New York, New Jersey, and I want to say New Hampshire, I think, was the third one. Um, that's it. Out of 50 states, that was it. Yeah. You know, and you, you start you looking for – it's kind of like I put a – what I thought was. And I, as, I, as I put the comment to the link of the article last night, hard to know what's true or not, but this would seem positive. And I put a, a note out. <laughs> I haven't heard this in a while. And I put an article out that was supposedly linking something to the CDC. Oh, my God. You would have thought what I posted was, you know, the worst news ever. I got murdered for writing, uh, for posting this the, this link. I, like I said, I don't know what's true anymore. I really don't. It depends on what you watch and what you read. But I saw up some positive news. I said, maybe this will make someone smile. Instead, I got daggers thrown through my face. Oh, yeah. Just, just, oh, my God. Avoid. You got to avoid it. Was I mean, Boomer really first in line with the daggers? No, because this was good news. No, it would have been good news if it's true. But who the hell knows what's true? <laughs> I, I want, from, you know, I, some people sit there and make it seem like this is nothing more than the, than the a case of the, sne- uh, the uh, what do you call it, the, the common cold. Other people make it seem like it's the worst virus ever. Then there's everybody in between. Then you think we're moving in a good direction then you see a 41 year old actor from broadway passes away it's like wow it's unbelievable you just don't know from day to day what to do what to believe how to act it really is it's it's and i'm not a hypochondriac either like eddie i'm not and i'm trying to do things the way i would do them anyway and taking precautions but man it is just baffling there's no other word for it yeah, that story about that Nick Cordero was just uh, horrible. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, he was going through it for months and months and months, and it was a amputation there. I don't know. Here we go. How about Freddie going... Freeman? You see that? Yeah. No, I, I mean... know. And his his wife has been tweeting out the uh, the symptoms, and yeah, I mean that. And those, those we knew we were going to hear stories of, of once course. players came back, there was going to be uh, lots of uh, positive tests. We knew that, and because there's names associated with it, and it's not just statistics. I mean, it feels more real, but We'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure we're going to be talking about that coming up. Of course, at, uh, six o'clock. That's going no to be question. The, that's going to be the thing. So yeah. that was All more right, me just getting destroyed on Twitter. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, one one final break. We'll get you Boomer and Geo at six. Right now, though, we've got a Radio.com Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about baseball coming back and everything around it. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Right, we've got a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo, though. Geo is with me now. Al out until tomorrow. Two real quick things, and I know you're going to be talking a lot about baseball and Tanaka and all that stuff. Um, number one, the do you ever really think just how resilient the body can be? The fact that Tanaka took that shot off his head and was able to, I don't know, still breathe again. To me, yeah. is remarkable. To where I sat there and thought back, and I had a lot of sports injuries growing up. Everything from broken ankles to broken ribs, uh, Achilles, you know, partially torn Achilles, blah 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 blah. Did you ever face anything remotely as difficult as that, like a broken leg or? I mean, that was unbelievable yeah. the other day, and how fast that 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 video just passed around the internet so quickly. 
Yeah, a broken finger, separated shoulder, actually during baseball, both of those injuries, not football, uh, because I barely played in football. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it. And it's also, there's a, there's some luck there as well that's involved. I mean, you know, that, that ball hits them, you know, a, oh, an inch quite, or two no either way. Who the no hell knows? Question. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, there it's just unbelievable to me. I mean, thank God. And you knew that John Carlos Stanton, the second, I mean, his reaction was... Right was so I mean, instantaneous, of course, because he's also dealt with that. I mean, he got hit in the face. It was a big deal for his career, so he knows how uh, dangerous that is. But but thank God it was only just a concussion or a mild concussion, as they reported for Masiro tonight. And you, and you guys will do a whole bunch on the, this morning coming up. And just real quick, I heard that John Clossy and Bill Daughtry were on last night, I think with Sweeney, as we had the whole uh, anniversary weekend, which was really cool. Funny thing with Daughtry, back in back years, um, we decided to play golf together, and he's like, oh, you want to come by me and I had heard where he lived the, the game you know it took a long time to play around it could be six hours I'm like why don't you come down by me I got a great course four hours in and out no problem and of course the one time I invite him down and Chris Carlin came with us so it was the three of us they let us go out by ourselves and we end up getting behind literally three groups of older people which is fine because <laughs> older people usually move very quickly this group and the two in front of them were beginner golfers the three of us walked off the golf course after three hours and ten holes. I need my glasses. It was awful. And any time I hear the name Bill Daughtry, I think back to that horrific Saturday evening where we played at 4 o'clock and we only got ten holes in in over three hours, and it was just the worst. <sighs> Like I remember, the, I felt like every time when I was like a long time ago, like dating, you'd like go to the mini golf course. Wake up with a warm up ah, with Alan Jerry from five to six a.m. Ah. Followed by Boomer and Geo from six to ten.